0: hey you want to go see Suicide Squad I don't know man what it can't be as bad as Batman v Superman I don't know about that two hours later
1: NO GOD NO GOD PLEASE NO NO NO
0: Today's episode, Suicide Squad. Hey guys, this is Ryan from the newsdeadworld.net and I'm joined with my co-host, Martin. How's it going? And we are back for another episode of Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Uh, we're fresh off of our Jeff Goldblum month. That yeah, we are. Uh, and that actually put a spring in my step, I think, for podcasting, because uh, we ended on a really great note with The Fly. Yes. Um, I mean, we don't normally get to cover... Films that we both
1: truly appreciate. <laughs> so
0: when that happens, it's actually kind of a blessing. It's endearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, warming, charming. We don't. Yeah, there's never re- really a time where we're quote unquote excited to cover certain things, um, and that kind of leads us right into Blood and Black Rum's thirty uh, third episode. Today we should start announcing that at the beginning of yeah. the episode, like, episode, episode
1: thirty-three. So people know, who are
0: keeping track or new, oh, this is the, uh, this is where I got into it. That's right. Yeah. Got into it on episode thirty-three because yeah. well, of our better late than never. Because of our increased production values and in the introductions. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I want. I want to skip back a little bit because I interrupted us with uh, episode thirty-three. But the um covering of shitty films leads me directly into episode 33 of blood and black run podcast (laughs) where we cover suicide squad which for all intents and purposes really made us want to commit suicide (laughs) and i gotta i gotta we gotta put this out here because i know that people dc fans people who think they do no wrong they're gonna come out and say you know oh these guys are marvel fanatics they just have a bias. DC paid us off. I wish DC paid us to see this movie because I'm really sad. I spent 850 on it myself. What do you, mean, you mean Marvel paid us? It's not oh yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I meant Marvel. Marvel paid us off to to talk poorly poorly about this movie and, and all DC movies. And I really do wish that Marvel paid us. 'Cause I had to spend eight fifty on this. No oh,
1: no, I don't think you wanna be under uh, in Mickey Mouse's debt. No, that's true.
0: In. That's true. That's like being owing the mob. Be like, ho <laughs> Mickey Mouse's. Is...
1: You didn't like the new Peach Dragon Hole. Oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, seriously I you know, we don't have anything against D C and in fact I would consider myself more of a DC fan than Marvel. Um, we kind of mentioned this in previous reviews because we did Batman v Superman when that came out and, uh, civil war and we did civil war as well. And I really don't, neither of us have seen very many Marvel movies, Mm -mm. um, civil war, basically that and Ant-Man were my two Marvel movies that I've seen. uh, Mine
1: was civil war and Avengers. The first ones.
0: It's sad that we have to put this disclaimer on this review as though like, we're coming out of nowhere saying Suicide Squad is terrible. Like, they, like someone who watched this movie for two hours with their own eyes, they can't decipher that it's terrible? They think that we're being paid off to say that? I just There's, don't see it, as we'll get into a little bit further into well, this, this podcast. What, I was gonna say, well, this one, unlike Ghostbusters, I did see the trailers for. I did not think it was going to look good. I, did, yeah. I You I, weren't excited I, for it. You no. actually questioned... You know why they were doing suicide squad right away. Why would they do suicide squad before like justice League makes no sense it doesn't and I think in this film, we see how that makes no sense. Why it really is not beneficial for d c to actually go the villain route before they actually do most of the heroes that suicide squad they they you know they they covered the alternate villain mm. and so in this film we get a lot of villains in the dc universe that we have not heard about before like because i mean if you've just seen the movies if you've just seen dc's new slate of movies you would not have heard about people like killer croc or captain boomerang these they don't you know they didn't even get name dropped in batman v superman and so Now in Suicide Squad or or Man of Steel or or Man of Steel, you're you're expected now in in Suicide Squad as an audience member to kind of come into this film, and while it doesn't expect you to know who these characters are, it would be beneficial because then at least you'd have some sort of backstory for them rather than what Suicide Squad gives you, which is basically nothing for most of them. Well, and
1: and to be fair too, and I know some. And like you, I would consider myself more of a DC fan than Marvel too. I actually, um, like I I have said before, I've never really gotten into comics because the whole jumping in try like
0: very difficult is just overwhelming to more overwhelming to me because I'm a continuity whore. I more so got into the New Fifty Two because that was just an easy place to get easy launching point for the new continuity, especially for stuff that I don't know.
1: Yeah, which which makes sense, but. I still haven't gotten to that, but I I do, I am a big fan of the DC animated universe, you know, the, what a lot of fans call you know, the Timverse, because Bruce Tim and uh, Paul Dean uh, worked on it, Deanie, like, so, like, the Batman animated series, the Superman animated series, both seasons of Justice League, I love them, they're great, and I like, I've seen a lot of the animated features, too, the DC ones, like, uh, Flashpoint, they're they're very good, I like them a lot, um that being said i think with like suicide squad within its nature and just trying to build towards a justice league film this film makes no sense at all in its relevancy because for one the suicide squad is is not like your top notch dc hero i mean uh, dc villains it's the b squad yeah so it it's dead shot it's it, it's a Killer Croc. It's Harley, well, Harley Quinn. Not really. Not but, really. A, but at the like same a, time, she
0: kind of is. This, yeah, especially in she, this film, she is kind of a. Know, B.
1: Captain Boomerang, like, like, kind of like a lot of the Flash villains, you could kind of or kind of you could easily be viewed as like B like be villain. Uh, uh,
0: just types like when you like the who is the Flash's main villain? I don't even know. <sighs> honestly captain Bo- i know captain boomerang's one right. of them, but i mean
1: i mean but like i just think back to like the justice league unlimited episode where they're having a day where they're dedicating it to like the flash in central city and they're opening the flash museum and he keeps r- running into like some of his villains like uh captain boomerang and the trickster and it's just like the way he deals with them are like wacky and funny, and it's just like you can tell like these are the B villains, you know. Th- yeah, these it, are the
0: ones that aren't really yeah. that big of a deal.
1: This isn't this isn't Dark Side. This you isn't know. the Joker. It's you know it's nothing like that. So, so with this film to begin with, the squad itself is based out of B villains, and the only attention they pay to is Deadshot
0: and Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's it. Everyone else that's there is a second thought, and. We'll get into it a little bit more when we actually get into the meat of the film before we take our our first break to to discuss uh, what we're drinking. But um, that's that's a huge issue when you're talking about this new DC universe, to have a Suicide Squad film that centers on B-villains that, if you're new to this series, if you're new coming in, you haven't read comic books or anything like that, which DC is trying to cater towards, clearly. They're trying to cater towards people who would... Are interested in superhero movies, but may not be like s- story geeks who know. Well, the I think whole backstory. I think
1: they're trying to cater to both. They're trying to have the cake right. They're yeah, tr- they're trying to like.
0: And it's if you li- if you're a diehard fan, you'll like this. But if you're new, like hey, come and check out the know yeah. the books too. And it doesn't really work that way with the f- this film coming o- coming off of Batman v Superman and going right into these B villains of. You know, they're, they're people that we have not even heard of yet. So, and not only that, I know they're, they're apparently gearing up for a Suicide
1: Squad 2. Which makes no sense. But at the same time, the whole
0: point of this film is basically to be... A lead-in. A lead-in to the Justice League. Yep, as we see from the post-credits. But
1: that's all that... So, but that's the only thing that this film does. And, like, the, the whole idea is... Well, after Superman got killed by Doomsday, you know now they're now they're not just they're afraid that like what if you know somebody with Superman's powers was a terrorist? How would we stop them? We'd be fucked. Okay, so we're gonna assemble, you know. So Amanda Waller says we're gonna I'm gonna get some villains together, and we're gonna be, uh, become a little squad, and I want to keep them under my thumb, and they're gonna do our bidding because they you know they can't. I'm gonna you know have their balls locked so hard in a vice grip that you know they're fucked. And by the end of it plan doesn't really work that it works but not that well and then all it leads to is well a lot of bad shit happened and bruce wayne's going to keep it undercover for exchange of knowing further metahumans like the flash and uh and aquaman and that's it so that's like the tie into the justice league completely pointless you didn't need that you didn't need that at all as like a standalone film Mm mm-hmm
0: didn't need it. You could have you had a 15-minute internet video of, like, here, this is what occurs to or in the, wo- the Justice Or League. in
1: the Wonder Woman film that's coming out before oh, yeah. the Justice League, you could have inserted, like, a quick little thing where Bat- Bruce Wayne's meeting Amanda Waller and just saying how, like, you know, my, this is my contingency plan for dealing with, some, like, a threat like Superman if he ever goes rogue. And Batman's like, that's a terrible idea that you have there. And, like, <laughs> well, and then, like, she gives him information and and he's like my idea is better and you know so you have that stand that you know that drama and that standoff there that's all you needed you didn't need a whole fucking film
0: yeah just to like lead that in into the end credits i mean that's that's where dc is not really understanding well i shouldn't say dc but i should say the people that they've gotten to to lead this film franchise that they're not understanding exactly what what audiences are looking for what they're hoping for um, or even what most people like to watch as a film, like what some would consider a film and I put that in quotation marks. Um, when we, we're going to co- uh, take a quick break from suicide squad to discuss what we're drinking. But when we come back, we're going to talk about, um, the, the problems with the production of how there were tons of reshoots and rewrites, um, how jared leto is not in this for very long at all uh despite all of the numerous news articles about him second billing yeah and second billing about him being uh in this film as the joker uh plastered all over promotional materials uh and we'll talk about the uh racism and sexism of the film as well which i really want to get into because it's been it's been bugging at me quite a bit. since I saw it last night. So uh, we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, but I want to take a quick break to talk about what we're drinking today uh, because it's kind of a special day. Uh, we picked up something that we don't normally get. Uh, it's a special limited edition beer. And we've been talking about it a little bit here. Um, you know, I think we mentioned it on the last episode and probably a, maybe a time before that when we found out that it was releasing. Uh, but we're talking about the Genesee Oktoberfest beer that they uh, recently have released, yes, even today, on August 10th, the Oktoberfest is out. It's not just them, though. Yeah, everybody's out. I've already
1: already seen Sam's uh, Fall Pack at Oktoberfest, I've already seen Lining Kugels and Goose Island, and
0: by the time it's mid-October and you really want Oktoberfest, it's gone. It'll be gone. It's gone. Party's over. But this Genesee Oktoberfest, has a, a very festive can. It's uh, set up like the Bavarian flag. It's got those blue and white colors uh, that are, you know, traditionally Bavarian. Um, it has a man on it who, you know, certainly looks German with, a, uh, with some Lederhosen and a nice little stein of beer on it. And it has the traditional Genesee logo along with an Oktoberfest logo Uh, Written in traditional German style, especially with the K. And as I said, when you said that before when we podcast, um,
1: what Oktoberfest are you drinking that has a C instead of a K on their Oktoberfest? I'm sure there are some. There has to be some pretty low-rent Oktoberfest that you're you're
0: drinking, that you picked up at, like, Aldi's. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I would say that there are some, though. I think there are definitely some Oktoberfests that have the C in it. Magic hat? I don't know. Sams is a C. No. Yes it is. Yes it is. Sam Adams has a C in theirs. Yep. Well, they're wrong. Now I'm a, now I'm just not going to drink this. No, you're not going to get You always called them the epitome of fall.
1: That they're their, their Oktoberfest does taste what fall ta- I imagine
0: what fall, fall would, taste would taste like if it was ever liquefied. Yeah. Well, this this Genesee Oktoberfest is is good though. I like it a lot. I was a little Hesitant to like it at first, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I wasn't getting the Oktoberfest flavor from it. I was more so getting the traditional Jenny flavor from it. But more and more, uh, when I drink it, I am certainly experiencing that Oktoberfest in style. in, in this, uh, I've really grown to. Enjoy, this is my second one that I'm working on, and I've grown to enjoy it quite a bit. And for eight ninety nine for a twelve pack, for a um, Oktoberfest done this well. You cannot go wrong. Not at all.
1: I, uh, Unlike
0: you, I actually liked it from the get-go.
1: I definitely tasted the American Oktoberfest style right off the get-go. It has a very multi body to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a malt sweetness to it that would be tradition of a Marzen style. I will say the only down back is that at the tail end, you do get kind of a teeny metallic can taste yeah. to it, which with their... Uh, Jenny beer, I don't ever get that with, with their regular beer, their cream ale, or their Bach. So I don't know why. It's kind of like, for me, like with the Heineken Keg, which just tastes like pure aluminum. This isn't the case. It's not not anywhere near as bad, but you, I do get kind of like a weird metallic taste at the end, but it's not off-putting enough to be like, this is disgusting. It's just like, yeah eh, it's there. But like you said... Great 99 12-pack. You can't go
0: wrong. I actually really like it. It's a great deal. Yeah, it's, I like it's it a, a lot, and
1: I really do wish they keep it up for years to come, because Oktoberfest is my favorite style
0: beer. Mine too. And I, it's always sad that it's out for a month and a half. <laughs> I know. This is this is really good, though. The more I drink it, the more I come to like really appreciate this beer. And I'm really enjoying it now. And I'm glad that I've got... What nine more left to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) we um actually we martin has been looking for it for some time now like since he heard about it coming out last week and uh he's been tracking on the uh website to see where they have it around here and for what was it up until sunday was it yesterday well when did i oh yeah it was it was um it was monday that i was that we were bumming around um, yeah. and you were, you were saying, oh, I was looking and I didn't see it anywhere. Like it's not on the website at all. And yes, this, this the Genesee website, they, yeah. they
1: have a beer finder on their website, which I would encourage if you don't, if a brewery doesn't have that on their website, get that on there so people can like track to find where they can find like your beer, like all your different style beers. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just like, oh, you can find like, oh, Genesee sold here. You can find specific, what kind of Genesee beer you're looking for. And their Oktoberfest is on there, and it's this beer's been announced for like three weeks. I've been feverish, like every day, like an alcoholic, checking, like, is it on there? Is it on there? Is it on? And I would check, like, with, even with like a hundred mile radius, nothing, nothing. And then yesterday, lo and behold, it showed up in our in our hometown. I was like, I gotta get over there. Mm-hmm. And after I picked up No Man's Sky, I went down uh, the store Walked around there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't fucking f- see it at all. And I eventually just had to ask, like, hey, did you guys ever get this uh, Genesee on tour? I was like, oh, yeah, I think I got it in the back. I saw a Genesee back there, but I didn't recognize it. And sure enough, they had it. And
0: yep, I was like, oh, give me that. Yeah, and um, when I went, because I went today, after Martin told me yesterday that they had it, uh, I went to go pick it up. I couldn't find it either. They still didn't have it out. So I asked them, and it, the guy was like, Jenny? What What is what, Jenny? And I was like, Jenny Oktoberfest. He's like, oh, I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of it before. So I was like, oh, yeah. So he went to go ask a guy that he had there. And he's like, oh, yep, I got one more case in the back. And so he picked it up. It was warm, but I was like, I'll take it. And that was it. That's all they got right now. So if we want another pack... We're going to wait we're gonna until... have to wait until they deliver some more, because... Which they better,
1: which I told you. I can't imagine... Because we both live in the same place. I can't imagine... <laughs> People were lining out the door for this. Right. And they already...
0: Especially because it wasn't even, like, on display. Yeah.
1: So, I imagine all they got was a case. Yeah. Literally just a case. And if that's the case, (laughs) that's pretty sad because you'd think with a new product they would give you quite a few just because, like, hey, it's new, promote it, you know, whatever. Because Jenny Bach does very well. You know, it's not just you and I buy it. It does
0: pretty well. It's... And actually, a lot of places had the 12-horse sale. Oh, did they? Really? They did. Not, oh, yeah. Not now. But, I mean, they did yeah. have it. So, I say, I was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, sale. it's surprising <laughs> that, yeah, they only got, like, one case. I'm hoping that they were just, like, testing it out because it's so early. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll take a case for now and then, See, you know, yeah. later on... And hopefully our business made them think, like, wow, we should order some more. Because yeah, we, had,
1: we had people be coming people up. People like,
0: came out to get it. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was probably something for them. They don't normally you have don't, that. You
1: don't need to go and ask, hey, you got Natty Daddy?
0: Well, L- look at, look no, up. there was actually a guy that was asking about some, uh, I can't even remember what it was, but <clears> it was some, you know, like, like, domestic beer. I can't even remember what it was. Modelo. No, I, I I can't remember. But he was asking about if they had that. I was like, really? That's what you're. That's what you're looking for. Oh, I'm like, looking well, for Jenny October, like, like Bud, something. It was Miller. Uh, no, it was it was something. I can't remember. It was like a style of those, though. Like like um a specific kind. But I don't know. Can't remember what it was. It'd be funny. He's like, yeah, hey, Bud Light. Mm. That's not like all over the place, in like, there. No, it only takes <laughs> up
1: half the store. Yeah,
0: Walmart has now devoted their entire cooler to domestic beers, and the craft beers get stuck on an end, on like a end of an aisle. It's like, eh, no one no one buys these, and if they do, they'll buy them warm. Well, they, they know they they know their target audience. Yeah, they do. They do.
1: They know if you're going there to buy beer,
0: you're getting like uh, Natty Daddy or Bush. Well, we're going to end our our, uh, alcohol discussion by saying go find Jenny Oktoberfest and give it a shot because I don't think you'll be disappointed with it. Even in this sweltering heat where Oktoberfest is not...
1: That's what ruins the Oktoberfest story to me, too, though, is the fact they released it in the beginning of August when it's still like 90 out. It's like, could, could you wait till September and like let it go through at least mid-November? Well, can you imagine
0: how refreshing this will be in the in the cooler weather? It won't be out though. that's, yeah. that's the problem. That's why you got to stock up now and buy
1: like with like like Sam's win- your Sam' Sam's Winter lager will be out by ha- before Halloween. You'll be like, this is not Halloween at all. I don't, I don't want to taste all spice.
0: Yeah. So try to find Jenny Oktoberfest. Pick it up eight ninety nine for a twelve pack. Can't go wrong. You just you, that, that's a great price for this. Buy as many as you can. That's what I'll say.
1: You got pick a pickup truck? Just drive <laughs>
0: down there and like, fill. I know fill, I will. Because fill the bed up. In the fall, I go through a lot of Oktoberfest. It's what I'm craving at that time. Is just give me Oktoberfest. Yeah. So, you're having a big Halloween party? Fill your cooler with it. And if somebody says no. You you,
1: you tell say, them. Well. Leave.
0: Get the fuck out of my party. Yeah, that's right. Alright, so, should we get to Suicide Squad? Because I'm itching to talk about it. I really want to go at it. We were going at it in the parking lot last night about it, When after we got done uh, seeing the film. You know, I'm further uh, thinking about it. it wasn't that then? Oh, no. <laughs> that's a... I can't even believe you would say that. Um, we went to the movies last night to see Suicide Squad with my sister, um, who... She's a big superhero uh, film fan. She's never read any comic book ever. She just likes. She eyes. Ju- yeah. She just likes to see the superhero film. So we went to see it with her. I think she got a little pissed off at us because we were making fun of the film while it was going on. So
1: that's how I know a film's bad. Because I usually, if a film's good, I don't like to talk during mm-hmm. a film. I right. I don't like to talk at all. I like to you know be polite well, and sit there in silence. This like I could
0: not help myself. And I I think with this film, for the first like. Half hour, forty-five minutes. We didn't talk because I think both of us were were maybe thinking like, well, I guess it it could get better. I I did not think that. Maybe you were no. just in awe.
1: No, and with, within fifteen minutes, I was like, I already know this is gonna be a really, really shitty, bumpy ride.
0: I mean, uh, it's it's hard talking about this film without really bashing it. And I, I don't like to do that because then if you're bashing it people really do get that idea that you may be biased in some way towards it like you're just we're like oh no I know it's going to be shit and so I'm not even going to give it give it the benefit of the doubt I'm just going to bash it and try to make as much fun out of it as possible so that people find me funny people laugh at me and there's a I mean I I get that to a point but Suicide Squad almost makes fun of itself at as, as, certain points i mean it, it just like it writes the jokes for you all you got to do is say them it's it's a really uh, i was astounded that it outdid batman v superman to be one of the worst superhero films i've ever seen and not superhero in this case but super villain would I'm, you say that would you agree yeah i agree i think batman v
1: superman was was better but at the same time i never thought Going into the summer, and I would sit here and say the Ghostbusters remake would be probably the best film I saw all summer. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd say that. You got everybody and their brother up in a fucking uproar over Ghostbusters and the fact that there's women in it, and if they're tarnishing fucking Harold Ramis' legacy in your childhood and their childhood it's being like raped raped viciously up against a pinball machine in a se- in a seedy bar <laughs> and yet suicide squad people are going to give a pass if you're a fan of superhero films or the DC universe or comic books this film should greatly offend yeah,
0: you 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 cannot give in all good conscience Anybody who is a fan of DC comics or DC franchise anything that within that should not be giving this film a pass. They should not be making excuses for David Ayer and his in his and, atrocious writing and directing. And to,
1: and to go off of that, I mean to, uh, actually Ghostbusters wasn't my favorite film in the summer. Star Trek Beyond was. But that and even that so far. And, I, and I've said it before, I'm a Star Trek fan. I I like I've seen the original Star Trek. I love it. I love it in all of its campy glory. I like the films, even though they're just kind of, for the most part, okay. But then, and then Next Gen, I love, and then the films are, eh. But with the, when they rebooted Star Trek and made the films, I was kind of like, the, the first one I didn't really care for. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was just like, uh, here we right. go. And the second, and Into Darkness, I thought was garbage. I hated it. It was like, you, you took Wrath of Khan, and you, you ruined it. Beyond, they made at least, like, a Star Trek film, and even though it had really stupid moments and stupid parts, and it was at points, like, over the top, like, it was like an action film, which, if you're a Star Trek fan, it should be more, like, focused on the characters and the plot than action, Beyond, though, was in- at least enjoy, I could get, I could enjoy it a little bit, even though, like, after I told you, like, the whole, they defeat the swarm with fucking Beastie Boys.
0: yeah. That's that sounds even, outrageous. But it even, was that,
1: even, that was a cringeworthy moment. I was I was going like, Ugh. but at the same time, like at at the end of the film, I wasn't going like, oh, this is total
0: garbage. Right. I was like, eh. it was, well, it, it was okay. I mean, compared the Beastie Boys um, song in uh, Star Trek to the entire soundtrack of Suicide Squad, just making use of the most popular hits of the seventies and sixties and sixties. Uh, that is really drawing from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy I mean I can't imagine anything else with it um, can you I mean just that they wanted to inject this film with with some more fun with some more some more flavor well if
1: anything if this if like I, like we said before this film really doesn't have a point and it doesn't really need to exist to link Batman v Superman to Wonder Woman to the new Batman to the Justice League film right there, it doesn't have to exist for that, but if it is going to exist then unlike Batman v
0: Superman this does have to be a fun comedic romp yeah, and it is not <laughs> right well I mean it definitely seems you know this film was played with reshoots and the reshoots even though you know it's 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 just a rumor that it was to add more fun to add more humor to this film I mean you can kind of tell that the humor in this is just barely existent anyway. I mean, there's just David Ayer's script for the, the jokes is horrible. I mean, his script in general is not very good anyway, but the joke writing is terrible. That'd be like, if me, like I signed on and I was going to do, like, I was going to write a serious horror film, but then the studio was like, you know what, this is way too serious and we're actually looking for a more a little more lightheartedness to it. So can you go back and put some jokes in there? And for me, knowing my style of writing, I'd be like, Fuck no, I can't do that. That's <laughs> not my style of writing. Like I don't write jokes. I realize that in written form and in, in spoken form, I'm fucking hilarious. But in written form, <laughs> I just am not that funny. I, I don't write for Saturday Night Live. I don't have that those those humor Humorous, well, you'd you know. fit
1: right in with Saturday Night Live,
0: then. That's right. <laughs> you know, I don't. I just know from experience that for me, that would not be a possibility. So I can kind of see where you know, direct writer director David Ayer's coming from. Is that maybe he was forced to inject a little bit more of that humor in, and he's just not good at writing it. But at the same time, if you're going to do that, then get somebody who can actually write well, jokes. Well, even even if it wasn't for adding humor, or even okay, okay say it was. Like, they
1: had to add humor to it. Within the reshoots, yeah. Would would you really want to watch a Suicide Squad film that was just as, like, gritty and, like, downbeat and just miserable as, like, Batman v Superman? That would take all the fun out of watching it. What What you would expect to be... You would expect a team of villains to be wisecracking, like, assholes... Yeah, they do, like, shitty things, but they're going to be, like, kind of humorous. I'm like, oh, that guy that I just, like, stabbed had it coming. You know, make it humorous and, like, you would expect this film to be like that. Because if it was, like, Batman v Superman and it's very dark and brooding and trying to be super serious the entire time, there would be no enjoyment to this film. You'd be like,
0: this, this is boring. This, this is taxing on the mind. Yes and no, but if they did have some cool, you know, cool action sequences and stuff like that, then I would be more w- okay with a with a darker film.
1: Uh, no, that wouldn't save it for me. That, that if it was just like a purely dark tone film, like Batman v Superman, but the action was kind of, I'd still be because the action in Batman v Superman is not that bad, but it doesn't help. It doesn't make the film more memorable. It's
0: you're just like Batman just killed a guy. Well, Batman's supposed to not kill people. I don't think that the problem with Batman v Superman stems from it being too dark. I don't think that's the issue at all. Well, not, I don't think it is either, because I think if you think that, you're kind of
1: kind of moronic, because the, the reason why the Nolan films are so is people are like, oh, it's grounded in reality, it's so realistic, it's right. so dark and brooding, like
0: Heath Ledger's Joker is, you know, based in, like, reality, and the same thing with, like, Bane, and... So I, but I just I'm saying that I I think that a mostly serious Suicide Squad could work, just not done by the same people who did Batman v Superman. I just think that the the whole idea behind these fr- these film franchises and Zack Snyder's direction just doesn't understand exactly what the viewers want to see.
1: I, I I again I I just I don't think if they did serious it could work because not only that. Then if they do go a full blown serious route, like the entire way through you know what's gonna happen people are like it's not as good as Nolan's yeah you kinda have to have a slight tonal shift I'm not saying it has to be over like totally over the top campy like you know the 60's Batman but I'm saying like you can't have like back like okay we rebooted this franchise just three years later it's kind you know it's the same tone and same style but different direction different actors people are gonna if it's not as good as Nolan's people are gonna be like "Eh, it's, it's not the Dark Knight yeah, And that's going to kill this. That, that would be even worse. But, I mean, they're doing that anyway. They are, which is a mistake. It's a mistake. Yeah. I think, I, and again, when I was talking to you in the theater, this goes back to the whole Hollywood has a tendency to overcomplicate shit when it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. The idea of Batman v. Superman should stand on its own. You, it's Literally, all you need to have in that film is Batman doesn't like Superman because of this. Superman doesn't like Batman because of this. There's drama build when they meet, and then, bam, you have their confrontation. That's right. all you needed. You didn't need Lex Luthor. At least as in the bigger roles, you did. You could have had him there kind of on the, on the sidelines. To like, build things. To like, kind of like push right. one of them in a certain like Batman in a certain direction, Superman in a certain direction, but not let it be known to, like, the, vil- to the heroes that he's the villain. So you could have made it even like so further on down the road when you come to like a Justice League film or another Superman film where he could have been the the, the true villain, not the villain, but kind of off to the side too. Right. And and then and then you like in Batman v Superman he didn't fucking need Doomsday. He didn't need Doomsday because yeah. you didn't need Superman dying at the end of Batman v Superman because you know he's coming back for Justice League. So killing him off before he even got the Justice League was fucking stupid because you know he's coming back. You should have saved some, like the first. Like, if you're if you're gonna make multiple Justice League films, right? You're gonna make multiple Justice League films. What you do is you don't go and you don't one you don't kill off Superman. So when the Justice League's formed, that you have him coming back for that. And not only that, you should save. The biggest villain, if you're going to do multiple Justice League films, you should save the biggest villain for later on. So the first Justice League film shouldn't have Darkseid as the villain. As much as we want to see Darkseid as a villain in a film, because he's never been in a live action film, you shouldn't do it in the first film, because then you're totally blowing your load. You're yeah. totally squandering that away. Like with, like with what they're doing with uh, in Marvel. They're saving Thanos. They're constantly building to Thanos.
0: Yeah. There's but it's be a symbolism so,
1: there so and Batman v Superman you don't have to have doomsday you could save doomsday for the first Justice League film where the justice it takes all the justice League's might to take down doomsday at the end Superman pays the ultimate price to show this is why the Justice League was created because even together we you know we took on the great evil in the fight, but we lost a comrade. And that's why together we need to be bound, because if we tried to do this individually, we would have been fucked. That's why in Batman v Superman, you didn't need all that convoluted crap. As I was telling you, it's like with with James Bond, when they did The Man with the Golden Gun. The idea in of itself is a, a fucking moneymaker. James Bond against the world's greatest assassin. He kills people, with he has, fires a gun, that only fires one bullet because he only needs one bu- bullet to kill you, and then you just have the you know them competing the entire time, who's gonna get who? Mm-hmm. That right there is a money film. What did they do instead? They added a circus, a midget, Chinese ships, a solar ray gun. You didn't need that. It's a total garbage film.
0: And, and because
1: and- because you didn't need all that crap. You took something that was a money making idea at its simplest form, and you added more crap to it. So going back to Suicide Squad, it's the same thing. Jared Leto, does, as the Joker, does not need to be in this film. He doesn't need to be in here. It's The only reason he's in here is to sort of set up with the Batman film down the road that the Joker is going to be the villain. Right. Because if he's not the villain, if it's like the Penguin or Two-Face or Mr. Freeze, then you're really fucking things up.
0: Yeah, then you're really, then you've really overstepped... Not only because in this film Harley Quinn is only a husk of a person, really. She's more more so defined by the Joker than anything else. She's in this film because the Joker's hot shit. So as as a partner to the Joker, let's include her in Suicide Squad. That's really why she's in this. She's only defined by her relationship to the Joker. Well, oh, that's her
1: character. That that is her character though, because her, her her Harley Quinn's whole character though is that. She
0: does everything for the Joker. And yeah. He has nothing back.
1: And, but that, that at the same time, that this film does it wrong. Right. I do because jump- you see in this film how the the relationship is isn't Joker being abusive to Harley and treating her like shit because he really doesn't care. They treat it like it's an actual romance. And if right. you like watch the animated series and the comic book, it's not how it is. He doesn't give a shit. But in this one, he's like, "I love you too, Harley." Which, like, just totally, like, to me, like, like you said, makes him just look like a total, like, pimp
0: asshole. Right. He's a total... Like, but I, I want to come back to that that thing with Harley Quinn, though, because I want to kind of break down each of the characters individually so we're not hopping all over the place too much within Suicide Squad's film, even though that's basically the editing style of the film itself. But, so we have Harley Quinn, and, and I do think... Yes, you're right. In, in the franchise, in Batman... She is a plaything to the Joker. He really does things and uses her, but doesn't really care what happens to her in the long run. Um, And in this film, yes, it does reverse that. It it actually makes him seem like he actually cares for her in a way that we've never really seen the Joker act before. But here in, in Suicide Squad, you would expect Harley Quinn to at least be something of her own person. Because that's the point of this film. The Joker has no point in this film. You you said it yourself. He's not doesn't even need to be here. But the reason that he is is because that Harley Quinn has that connection to him, and the film recognizes. Oh yeah, because Harley Quinn's in it, we need to have Joker in it because that's the a Joker's sell. a bigger character. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna sell things better than but if you we said, just have these. You said all, you, characters. All, all
1: you needed was here's Harley Quinn, she's a known associate of the Joker, and then, like, having a quick cameo of, like, maybe Jared Leto laughing, going like, (laughs) and that's it. That's all you need. and then you could save his big reveal, and, like, his character and what he's gonna be for the later Batman films. Because, again, as I said, when they come out, when Affleck's Batman comes out and the Joker's not the villain, it's almost, it will be a disappointment. It's like, really, it's the fucking Penguin? Right. After, you know, Suicide Squad. Well, you know that
0: in those films, it, when Batman comes out, and if it's the Penguin, it's gonna be everybody in it. It's gonna be the Penguin, but then Mr. Freeze is doing some shit over there, too. And then Scarecrow's doing it'll, some it'll, shit. It'll, it'll, it'll be like uh, Ark- the Arkham games, where, like, Two-Face is just,
1: like, like part of the side. Like, like, he's, like, a major villain, but at the end of the day, he's just, like, flipping a coin, like... And then he just like randomly sometimes burst in on the like, goddamn it, Batman! You know, get the fuck out of here! Yeah. You know, that's I, the
0: thing with, like you said before, how DC has overdone it with all of, like, what it's putting into these films. Suicide Squad as a whole is way too overloaded with all of its shit that it has going on. Way too overloaded. And that shows because throughout. This film is two hours long. And throughout almost three quarters of it. We forget about the main bad guy two people actually. They're really two people. There's there's two main bad guys, which is basically like a video game that has like multiple boss forms. That we forget about that person. That person for throughout most of the film has no bearing on what's happening whatsoever. It It's it, more just the suicide squad bitching with one one another. Yeah, it's it's the the whole thing is just an, an a mess. A mess. And it's surprising. I just can't imagine anybody at the studio being like, yeah, this is, you know, this makes sense. This is a really good, this, you know, this exposition leads into this rising action, which leads to the denouement. No, it doesn't. There's nothing within this film that takes on the form of what people generally think of as a working plot line. And not
1: only like that, I, I will say, like, the, the, the villain of it, it's, so underwhelming, totally underwhelming. You didn't even have to have them fight like a supervillain. You could have no. had a, as something as simple Cribbit. as what Amanda Walder was trying to tr- like telling them it's a terrorist attack. You could have had them just trying to stop a terrorist attack, and then, and then like find out like, anything, and then like you know how it goes, kind of goes wrong, and that would have been fine. You didn't need a super vi- like you know a supervillain attached to it because it, it because at the end of the day, the whole point of the Suicide Squad is. Amanda Wallers assembled this team to fight things that are going to threaten the American government, human or not, like and so you could have had them like, alright, there's, you know, some Al Cady down in fucking central city subways. We need you to go out there and threatening the bomb. Get your asses
0: down there and deal with that shit. It, yeah, it could have been it could have been something at more Mundane than what actually became, and and that's the problem with Suicide Squad is that there is so much shit that's that's going on that's crammed into this two-hour running time. Um, that it's just it's not only is it hard to follow, but it's hard to edit. You could tell that the, and on the editing staff, it's like what the fuck is going on? We don't know, so we're just gonna put random scenes in random places and hope that it makes sense. That is Suicide Squad as a as a in entirety because it is a complete mess. Let's I mean I just want to start cuz I feel like our our discussion is like a little disjointed at this point cuz it's hard to focus in on one certain specific because area. Because this film is so disjointed. It's I want to start at the beginning where we get the expository um, dinner scene between Amanda Waller who's who's documenting her suicide squad to a bunch of generals that are sitting around at a table. And it's it completely totally different thing well, you're, you're, from the rest of the film well you're, you're, well you're forgetting too the film
1: opens up with the animals house of the rising sun so you got that you know cheeky 60's blues Brit pop song playing to show like hey this might be kind of a fun romp of a film you know we're gonna
0: because literally three minutes after that you have another song inserted and it pretty much goes on from there Every time a new
1: character got character introduced. Is introduced
0: in this opening sequence, where Amanda Waller's kind of describing everybody that makes up the Suicide Squad, there's a new goddamn song, and it's fucking infuriating. And like, not only
1: is there a new song, there's a new like background thing, like to describe who they are. Like I said, it's a Borderlands cut when like you meet like a like when you meet Marcus for the first time, and like Borderlands two it's like Marcus, no refunds, and he's firing a gun at somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like. So when you see dead shots like, dead Shot And, like, it blows up behind him. He's like, list of kills! And, like, Listing
0: brrr. all of the guns that he can use. Yeah. It's,
1: it, it, it's literally, like, it's... <laughs> I, it, you're supposed to take it as, like, funny, but at the same time, when the film later rolls on and it's playing it straight, it's like... There is such a big tonal shift. that And contrast, that it's... it's Makes what you what could have been a funny thing, if the film played it like that the entire way, makes it like that's cringeworthy. That's like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's it, pa- that's that's not just bad. You're pa- You can tell you're pandering. You're pandering to the audience. Like, hey, look, there's a because a lot of kids play video games now. There's like a Borderlands reference, and now we got. Like a vintage song playing because, you know, everyone knows Guardians of the Galaxy for Hooked on the Feeling, you know. Yeah. So,
0: hey, you know, ooh. Let's try that and see if that makes a, makes. Because, you know, you know Guardians thing.
1: of the Galaxy is supposed to be the ragtag, you know, group
0: of people. So the Suicide Squad is going to be DC's ragtag group of people. The, ooh. And the thing is that I wouldn't have had such a huge issue with that opening sequence, that expository sequence, because this is DC trying to. Encapsulate the Suicide Squad without, you know, having the audience have to know literally everything about it, these well, characters. And I was gonna say, it's
1: like I wouldn't be bad. Um, uh, I'm not. I wouldn't be upset with it either. Because again, this is the B Squad. It's Deadshot. It's Killer Croc. It's Captain Fucking Boomerang. Yeah, El Diablo. It's, They're not it, people. It, uh, they, yeah,
0: it's <laughs> widely known. Yeah, and and, it, and and
1: when you think about it, too, kind of go off that. It, when people think of like. DC villains. It's mainly Batman's rogues gallery. Yeah, it's basically like people think like Joker and and you know Killer Croc and Penguin, Two Face,
0: Freeze.
1: You know they think of Batman's Rydler. villains. Yeah. They're not thinking like super like Brainiac, Mister Mixoplex, uh, the toy, ma- the toy uh, <laughs> I
0: will admit to not knowing the Flash's rogues gallery at all. I, well, I don't know it.
1: Well, like I said, unless like people were, like who are really into Flash, nobody would. And because it, because. So, I mean, what, what other media do we have, besides the Flash TV show now, where yeah. it would be like, you know... I think right now, like, the current arc's, like, dealing with, like, anti-Flash. But, like, unless you're following, like, the Flash comics consistently, yeah. like, the TV show, you wouldn't know fucking Flashes. Same thing with, like, Arrow. If the Green Arrow ends up in the movies, unless you were following, like, the TV show, or...
0: The most recent, the, or the comic books, yeah. you
1: wouldn't know like who the Green Arrow's villains are, or, or his or his connection, like Black Canary. You just wouldn't know that because nope. it's not because people like mainstream That's not what they focus. On. Yeah, mainstream. When it, people focus on the comics, it's like Batman, Superman, and then w- Wonder Woman. Then when it comes to the
0: villains, it's like just Batman's so. villain. Yeah, but I will say that I did appreciate them giving that kind of backstory at the beginning of, or at least explaining who these people are, because when you think about when we went into Civil War, we didn't know who they were at first, because they don't even refer to them by their, well, their superheroes. Yeah, well, names. yeah, well, some of them, because they had, right. they add more people, and it's like, like, exactly. who, like, who's that? Like, who's that? Because
1: they expect, because, well, at least Civil War, everything's set up as if it's like a sequel, so they're mm-hmm. expecting people to be, you know, following along. So I don't blame them for that, because that would be like if you're watching Empire Strikes Back, and like wait, what's a Jedi? And it's like, well, you should have watched the first film. Right. You know, it's not the film's fault. Yeah. They're they're literally blocking the films out as like a chapter by chapter. So you wouldn't blame it for this. But this one, because there's no other reference to, you know, these people in the other films, then yeah, I'm fine with it. But at the
0: same time, it was so cringeworthy. It's the way that it was done that doesn't match the rest of the film tonally at all. Like with the neon interludes and the... You know, that stuff It just does not match, it doesn't mesh with the rest of the film at all. You can tell that that was an inserted thing that really... uh, It was done for the trailers.
1: Because when you see see the trailers and, like, even at the end credits where they have, like, you know, it's all like that colorful, misty, like, graffiti, like, like, Suicide Squad, (laughs) you know, type of thing.
0: Right, and it doesn't even mesh with the rest of the film at all. So that's a huge issue. The other thing that um really you know I I did not enjoy very much at all was that entire opening sequence of meeting each of the each of the characters and it doesn't really matter about anyone besides Deadshot and Harley Quinn. No one else gets any sort of backstory. Killer Croc, he's a, he's a crocodile guy. He lives in the sewer. He's, he's in can- jail. He's a cannibal. <laughs> and apparently, he also likes BET because he's a big black guy underneath that, uh, underneath that makeup. Um, El Diablo, he is a, a very stereotypical gangbanger. You do get a little bit of information about him later on. You get information about how he killed his uh, wife and daughter, basically because he was upset with them, and. You also find out that he didn't really care too much about his wife, except that she was a pretty smoking, you know, piece of ass. That's, that's really, seriously, what it decides to show from that flashback sequence is that Diablo likes to smack his wife on the ass as she's making dinner for him and his, and his, uh, child... And he also thinks that she's a mighty great dancer because when he's uh, telling the story, he's also uh, portraying her as a flame, uh, you know, flame, stripper flame, basically oh yeah, uh, like in, a flame in his belly palm. Bears. So that's that's what the film decides that you know, Diablo feels really bad about killing his wife and daughter, so bad that he's sworn off well, fighting. Well, I say, well, that
1: contrast, because it, he does, he does come off as actually being. Like, he's regrets what he did. Right. So that, like, there's that contrast of, he comes off like, I don't want to fight because I know my, you know, powers. When I get angry, I can't control them, and they they just overtake me, and I'm too powerful, and I just don't. And, he, and he, he, he does show that he is remorseful for what happened, but at the same time, it's like, when you see him, like, explaining some of that stuff, it's like... It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't... It, he's it doesn't... Does it, it's not showing, like how, like, how, like,
0: what you would expect for him to be like feeling about yeah. feeling about that situation. Yeah, he, you know. It just it's just a horrible bit of characterization for this character that we really don't know anything about. The same thing goes for like Captain Boomerang, who gets literally zero backstory at all. All you see is him stealing some diamonds, throwing a boomerang, And getting captured by the Flash. And that's it. That's literally all you get for backstory for Captain Boomerang. And for people like me who don't know Captain Boomerang... And and he likes a drink. Yeah, and he likes a drink. (laughs) For people like me who don't know Captain Boomerang, I learned jack shit about (laughs) Captain Boomerang in this film. I mean, that's the problem, is that this film centers on certain people, like Harley Quinn and Deadshot, and then leaves out the others entirely. Well, to
1: be fair, I will say, like with the Marvel films that we've seen... They don't focus on the entire team. Like, with the Civil War, it mainly focuses on Iron Man and Captain America. But at least... But but it makes sense. But at least throughout the film, you do get, you know, some Black Widow. And you get whole scenes of them. And, and you know, to build them up. And it's the same thing like the Avengers. Like, yeah, everyone knows Hawkeye ain't gonna be the fucking star of this film. But at least they give him enough to do where it makes them feel like, yeah, he is a member of the team. Yeah. Whereas in this... Or even, like, the Fantastic Four. Like, those fucking shitty movies. Where, (laughs) yeah, at least each of the members is... Like, a a amount of screen time that makes you feel like, yeah, that's a member and they're a part of something. And this, you're right, it feels like El Diablo? Why the fuck is he there? Right, why is he there? Killer Croc? Why the... Oh, you're there because you're the muscle. Well,
0: if you weren't, why the fuck are you there? Killer Croc does nothing. He does nothing in this. Nothing. It's so so maddening. (laughs) That they took a character, like Killer Croc, who could be really cool as a character, even though he's kind of a B-villain in Batman.
1: Well, you, I, I would never base, like, a whole thing around him. No,
0: but, but, but I, mean, but, I, I mean, think Arkham Asylum does him very does, yeah, does him you, very well. Yeah, where, you, like, you
1: have to, like, oh, shit, you have to, like, to find something, you have to go down to Killer Croc's lair. And yeah. And how the tension... No, you're right. I mean, why? When, when I think about it, and, and other people who listen to this and who are more versed in DC, they could... Rebuff me otherwise. But to me, like, one of the few B-villains to me that would kind of work in, like, a movie-type situation, or at least over, like, a long haul, would be, like, so, like and this is a really out-there one, too. I would say, like, say maybe, like, The Ventriloquist. To find out, like, he was, like, somehow manipulating him and Scarface or somehow manipulating other villains to do things. Oh, yeah. For, for his bidding... Against Batman. And that would be, like, like, like if you were, like, a fan of the comics, like, that would be, like, an awesome, like, twist. Like, oh, that's the ventriloquist. Like, yeah. yeah that
0: could... Who the fuck would know that? But, like, if... That could absolutely work. But the thing is, Suicide Squad is not that smart. The writing is just not there. David Ayer's writing, I mean, is cringeworthy throughout the entire film. I will say that probably about 30 minutes in, when, the like, the 17th, Song popped up on the soundtrack. I was just putting my hands over my face, hoping that this film was like halfway over. Yeah,
1: I I will, as I said before, one of the biggest sins I will ever say about a film is if I'm looking at the time, and I looked at the time on my phone a lot during this. I was constantly like, I remember one point, like the second time I looked and I saw it was only like. 25 minutes, and I'm like, "Oh, you gotta be shitting me!" The like, like it felt like a lifetime sitting there watching. And you're right; the the whole song thing is totally cringeworthy because they abuse it, and it hurts me too. Because a lot of the songs <laughs> they play too are songs I like. So yeah, it's like, like So when yeah. they're playing the animals, I'm like, "I love the animals." When they're playing Norman Greenbaum's "Spirit in the Sky," I'm like, "I'm one of the few people who would probably recognize that song." Or if you played Rock Band, rock too, band. Yeah. yeah, you would know. But like, yeah, it's like I like that. But at the same time, it's like the whole part, okay, like going like to the whole Norm Greenbaum thing. The whole part where they play the Spirit in the Sky is totally pointless because it's just them flying in a helicopter from one point to another. Yet That's they the whole... feel, yet they feel to interject Spirit in the Sky for no reason, just to be like, like it's whimsy, it's funny, it's you know, and it makes sense because they're flying in a helicopter, but they're in the sky. That like like just thinking about it, it's like it's, all like that that song had no point. It's it no point. At all. It has it, nothing it, to it. And it's just like you literally just put that in there. Like, well, shit, we don't have any music score because all the music that's scored for this film is brooding. So they're like, well, we don't have anything scored for this helicopter scene where they're just flying from a hel- in a helicopter from point A to point B. Oh, uh, what do we do? I know, Spirit in the Sky. Yeah, that'll that be, you know, people laugh at that. They'll think that's funny. You put, you put that and
0: you, you call up the publisher and you get those rights. Alright, so I want to get this out right now. We, we need to list everything that really pissed us off about this movie. Like, right in like a, just like, you don't interject, just let me go. And then I won't interject and I'll let you go. Alright? How's that sound? Because I feel like... We're kind of going around in circles in this podcast because there's so much stuff that we just did not like about it that it's hard to focus in on one. Well, certain Well, aspect. like I said,
1: this, this film is ADD. Mm-hmm. Try
0: and dissect this film. You're
1: going to be ADD. You it's so you, hard. You can't. You can't. It's so hard. You can't be very straight with it because you're going to be like, it, like I said, it's the, the like it's it, it is in a sense almost befitting that it's almost it's schizophrenic. Yeah. It's befitting that this film is schi- schizophrenic, because you'd expect a film like this to be schizophrenic, but it's not schizophrenic in a good way, it's, it just, it's tonal schizophrenia that does not mesh, and does not work at all. And so when you're trying to, like, pick it apart, you're gonna be, like, jumping from one point, and then your mind's gonna be like, oh yeah, at this point, pissed me off too, and
0: then, oh. that That's pretty much what's happening to us, it, like, is happening... <laughs> We're just constantly jumping nah. back for so I'm gonna I'm gonna list off all the things that pissed me off and then I'll let you go. And then then we can kind of dissect it from there. Alright, alright, I gotta get my thoughts together here. Okay, I'm i I'm ready. Me, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. This is all of Ryan's things that pissed him off about Suicide Squad. Um we got Jared Leto as a pimp, as the Joker. Very it's super disappointing. I fucking, I fucking hated that. Um, yes, he does a fairly good job as the Joker for what he gets, but that's not so much. I mean, he really gets very little. Um, I did not like the Joker's characterization at all. I don't like that he comes back for Harley Quinn or that he jumps into a fucking vat of whatever after he sends her into it. Stupid. Um... Common is in this for no apparent reason at all. That pisses me off because I, I do like Common as an actor. That's very annoying. Um, the All of the fucking music montages are terrible. I That made me really want to pull my hair out. Um, Harley Quinn's entire dialogue is horrible. I wanted to shoot her in the face. And I, that's unfortunate, too, because I don't think Margot Robbie does a particularly terrible job. I don't think she does a great job, like other people are saying. She basically, basically has an ass, and that's what it is. Really? What? She's, I don't, she's, that's a pretty pancake butt right there. She has an ass, and that's it. That She gets booty shorts for to be booty shorts, but know, I, I this is still my time. <laughs> butt out. You're doing yours next time. Um... Okay, so yes, she has an ass, but that's about it. Mar- so Margot Robbie, she's not terrible in it. She's not great. She's and really, I blame that on David Ayer's script because she's not funny, and none of her, her none of her one-liners are witty in the least. It's very fucking annoying. Um, Will Smith's character, Deadshot, is actually not too bad, and I do like Will Smith in this film. He gets probably the best lines of the film. Um, at the same time, he's also very cringeworthy. Um, actually forced to say something that I don't think Will Smith probably wanted to say about smacking a woman on her ass to shut her up and and stop her from having basically a PMS episode. Um, Killer Croc, played by a giant black man, clearly, and also given some of the worst lines in the film, like, I'm beautiful, and all he wants as a wish from the witch is to see BET in jail fucking what i literally almost shat myself at that point um let's see what else captain boomerang has an australian accent and that's about it that's all we get about him he also has a drone boomerang what the fuck is a drone boomerang i don't know doesn't make an appearance except for one time um i hated 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 anything with the witch in it because it looks cheesy as fuck El Diablo's prison sequence, which we get to see twice as he, uh, inflames the entire prison yard. Horrible. Who thought that needed to be included twice? Because clearly, watching it one time, I said, that CGI looks like shit. I don't need to see it two times. (laughs) Why did they include that? I don't get it. Uh, what else do we got? Um... I think I'm done. I think that's... That was my rant. That's over. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a ton more things that I can think of that I really hated about this film. They'll
1: come to you in your sleep. Be- because you'll, you'll, you'll
0: be sleeping and they'll be like, fuck it! Seriously, because yesterday as we were talking about it in the parking lot I was just finding more and more things to just di- not like about the film and during the film I was actively disliking it. Like, as it was going on I was like, I am still not... I'm I'm liking this less and less as it goes on. Like, two hours later, now I have to think, like, yep, I spent five and a half hours on, or five hours on movies that I fucking did not like. <laughs> Batman v Superman and now this. And it's like... So you just want to go see Wonder Woman now. Right, exactly. And now we're locked into it, because we did it for Blood and Black Romans. We can't not see Wonder Woman. We already did the other two. We gotta see it. We gotta podcast it, but at the same time, it's like, yep, that's another two and a half hours gone. Dust in the wind. Oh yeah, why aren't they soundtracking our podcast? I'm sure they could come up with another great '70s hits for this. That's gonna be. Um, have you ever you Have you ever watched the YouTube channel?
1: Uh, yeah, YouTube channel CinemaSins? No. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I know you say that. They're but. gonna have a ball when they do this video. I can guarantee it, they'll probably think
0: of like ten thousand different songs they could interject into We were thinking of songs to interject into it. Yeah, just like Dur- sitting
1: there in the film. Just like, oh yeah, what if like all of a sudden Meatloaf's you took the witch right out of the Like, oh that'd fit perfectly, or like
0: That's the thing though, is because they could even
1: have Beastie Boy sabotage, like Star Trek Beyond
0: when they're suiting up instead of Eminem. M they could have had like. Oh, I can't that's, stand it. that's basically what they do. What they do throughout Suicide Squad. Whoever was in charge of the soundtrack took whatever was happening on screen and literally used a song that just basically spelled it out for you. You know what? I want to pose a challenge to somebody. Somebody who,
1: and this uh, is listening to this podcast when this uh, movie comes out. On DVD and Blu-ray, you can interject "Holiday Road" by Lindsey Buckingham
0: at the most appra- inappropriate time. You will win. You will win the internet. The entire film is an inappropriate time to interject "Holiday Road." Just a
1: Im- Just a ima- minute Just imagine, like that, like when they're suiting up and they're heading into, the, like heading into their first battle here, like just like. The the the, the and then like when Amanda Waller's chopper gets shot shot like yeah. the holiday
0: ah. the sad thing is though I wouldn't I wouldn't it past them to have used it in this film I would have died that would see that at least would've, that would have been humorous <laughs> and funny at least it would have been interesting see
1: that's what Matt and I thought of too when we saw Star Trek Beyond like instead of Beastie Boys Sabotage like they, they played Holiday Road instead this would be great
0: I don't know uh, all right you're up dude you take it away everything you hated about suicide squad all right so
1: i did not like as you said the soundtrack cues did not like it at all if you see like uh a director like martin scorsese knows when exactly within his films to use soundtrack to create uh, soundtrack uh music to great effect he always does, and it always works well. He knows when to throw a Rolling Stone song into his movie, and it always works. This one just sprinkles songs all willy nilly, just so the audience can sit there and be like, "Ooh, that's you know, ah, ooh."
0: I've heard that song on the radio. Yeah, you know, or like,
1: "Oh, I know that song." Or like, "Ooh, that's you know, it's kind of humorous." Um, I, for the most part, I didn't like Jared Leto. I didn't think that he played a bad Joker, to be honest with you. Like you said, I actually think so, some of the things he did, I thought, well, I thought his Joker laugh was very impressive. I, it's not the best one, but like, it's never going to top Mark Hamill. Because for me, Mark Hamill is always going to be the, the epitome of the Joker. But I thought, I thought that was done well. But the, the way they had him portrayed and characterized just totally, for me, bastardizes the character because they have him as a total raging psychopath in this film but at the same time oh he loves harley and that doesn't work for me i like my joker if it, whether he's campy or a psychopath he should never really care about harley
0: or anything
1: because that because he's he's nihilistic he do he just he doesn't ca- like to me he would never come up as somebody who would be like like, I, I want a woman in my life. And I want... You know, I crave that sexual desire. He would be free of something like that because he wouldn't think like that because his mind is so focused on chaos, anarchy, and trying to prove the Batman is wrong. He wouldn't give a damn about Harley's life. He has no reason to. The fact that she loves him and has fallen for him just would be, like, for him, like, he's... Something he's empowered of. That he, he can use her... As his, as her, his little puppet, not as somebody he actually gives a fuck about, and that might be considered too dark for maybe like in the films for Warner Brothers, like to take on. But if if that's the case, don't fucking have Harley Quinn or don't interject the Joker into this.
0: The best Joker is the one that doesn't ha- He has no stakes. He has no. He'll he'll risk anything because he doesn't care. And that's not apparent in this film at all but this is your hour, so... Um,
1: for the most part, I didn't find any of the acting in this film to be very good. I didn't like Margot Ro- uh, And granted, it only focuses on Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Will Smith as Deadshot, Jared Leto a tiny bit as the Joker, and whoever the hell played Captain Fox?
0: Captain Flag?
1: Flag, whatever.
0: That's Joel Kinneman, who was also RoboCop. That's why I don't always- shit... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't give a shit, because he ruined Robocop, so I blacked that out of my mind. The only thing that's memorable about Joel Kinnaman in Suicide Squad is that his hair changes every fucking (laughs) two minutes. (laughs) He's got a crew cut, then
1: he's got medium hair, then he's got a crew cut, now he's got a fucking Billy Ray Cyrus (laughs) Cyrus mullet singing Anky Breaky Heart. But no, I I, honestly, all the acting in this film, except for Amanda Waller...
0: Yeah, Viola Davis is good.
1: She is... Spot on Amanda Waller. From what I remember Amanda Waller from, like, the Justice League cartoon. Perfect. Spot on. Does an amazing job as the I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what needs to be done to protect America, and this is how I'm going to do it. Spot on beautiful. She's the only one. Will Smith has his sometimes nice little one-liners and zingers like you'd expect him from, like, Fresh Prince or Independence Day. Like, triangle, bitch, you know, referencing Phil Jackson. like. But at the same time, it's like, God, Will, you kind of lost some magic over those past ten years where you haven't had a hit film.
0: I honestly don't think that's him, though. I, I think th- that
1: is. I think, I guarantee you, that was probably something he ad-libbed. I don't think the writer was probably like, I'm gonna make, oh yeah, what if we threw in this funny Phil Jackson reference? No, no, no.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't think the majority of Will Smith's uh, you know, terrible appearance was him. I think that was the writing. That was, but I
1: think I think the funny parts that are supposed to be,
0: uh, were put, him.
1: Put that in air quotation I think that's Will Smith being like able to be Will Smith. Yeah. But at the same time, they don't really work that well. Now, granted, next to Amanda Waller, I'd say he probably has the second best performance. But it's still, like, it's not anything great. It's your stereotypical Will, uh, Will Smith comedy action hero, uh, protagonist. And, and to me, Deadshot doesn't really have that much of a character to begin with in, like, the comics and the, and the cartoons, so, (laughs) and the games, because if I remember correctly, he's in Arkham City. Um... But yeah, so, I mean, he, he does, like, he does okay, but I, it's... You know Will Smith is capable of better. I just think he probably doesn't give a damn. And, I, and that's probably because he hasn't had a fucking big film in over fucking ten years. I didn't like Margot Robbie that much as Harley Quinn. um, And that's probably... And I, that, to me, might be because I'm so strongly biased, and, and I will admit, I am very biased to the animated series Harley Quinn, I think that to me will always be what I imagine Harley Quinn to be like. And so when like in the Arkham games, when the second one, the original voice actress left the role and you had Tara Strong take over, who Tara Strong is a phenomenal voice actress. She does a very good job. When I hear her voice, I don't hear Harley Quinn. It's too high pitched and nasally. It just doesn't work for me. So in this one, when they got her running around in fucking hot pants, to show what no ass she has. She doesn't really have an ass. Um. It just doesn't do anything for me. She just. She carries around a bat. She's supposed to say some funny one-liners. But they're not really w- funny. And she like. As you said. When we were talking about it. After the film. Oh. She laughs at her own jokes. So you know it's supposed to be funny. So you have her going like. What's that? I should kill everybody? Oh, I'm sorry. That's just the voices in my head. Haha. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they said. Haha. <laughs> So you're supposed to be like, ha ha ha, ha, ha She's crazy! Yeah. And it's, it, no, it just, it overall it just doesn't work well for me. I think if, because even, like, even in, like, for, in the cartoon, in the anime series, Batman anime series, yeah, she's, like, kooky and crazy, but she's not, like, that fucking. Like, her, her Retarded? Yeah. Like, like, nearly retarded? Yeah. And, Like, you know, baby-like. Like, Like infant-like is the best way you can describe it. Um, as you said, outside of those guys, nobody else has a character. It's disappointing to me that Killer Croc gets nothing to do. He sometimes has a supposed funny line, but they're not funny. When they're talking about how they're all ugly on the inside and the outside, and Killer Croc's like, I'm not ugly on the outside, I'm beautiful. That's supposed to be funny, but it doesn't really come across as funny. Um, so they do nothing with Killer Croc. Damn shame. El Diablo couldn't give a fuck about. And so when he like, he dies at the end, you're supposed to like, be like, Oh, El Diablo's gone. You don't give a fuck. Because he just spends the entire film, for the most part, saying, I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to hurt people. And that and then Slipknot, which we didn't even mention... And even though it's fucking Slipknot that gets blown up, you know, partially through the film. Because they just don't even mention him by name. If they did, it was very glancing. He doesn't fucking do anything. The, as you said, the Enchantress, as the villain, is terrible. Because they don't focus on her at all. For three quarters of this film. It's only until the last 15 minutes of this film where they focus on her. So it's just totally underwhelming. I don't like. I don't like how this film overall was shot. It's for a film that's supposed to be bright and colorful and pretty and like, like they advertise in the trailers. When it comes to the action scenes, they have it. The film shot in a very dark manner where you—it's hard to tell what's going on. It doesn't help that in half the time throughout this film they got it fucking raining like they, they filmed this in Portland during the middle of spring. Early spring. I didn't like a lot of the action in this film, to be honest. I thought it was pretty bland and boring. Very generic. There's nothing outs, like memorable about the action in this film.
0: They have Lego
1: people. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. The Enchantress's minions. Ooh. I, I thought. Batman didn't need to be in. I mean, great—he's in the film for fucking five minutes, but he didn't need to be in the film. They totally under—if they were gonna put him in the
0: film, they underutilized him. Remember when they said that Batman was terrifying in this film? Oh yeah, he just stuck up behind Deadshot. <laughs> Ooh, I don't, I don't, I didn't get that.
1: Like, yeah, sure, you could have him at the in the end credits, like they did. That would make sense. And that would have been fine enough as a cameo. That makes sense for the Justice League, yeah. To build to the Justice League. But again, as I said, they could have tacked that on into Wonder Woman. Because what's going to be the end credits to Wonder Woman? That Wonder like, somebody, like, I, I don't know. I think and, it's, and, 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 it's, and it's a shame, too, because like I said, I think Affleck is Batman, he and Bruce Wayne, he's good. They don't give him fuck all to do. Not just in this film, but in Batman v. Superman. I just like my, like, when I I get, like, I kind of get angry when I think about it. Just like, if they just did what I said, just do Batman versus Superman. Henry Cavill versus Ben Affleck. This is why they don't like each other, and there's your fight, and there's your drama, and then how it somehow gets resolved. Instead of all the fucking bullshit that happens. So it's like, hey, you know, Ben Affleck has become a pretty damn good actor. Who would have thought that asshole from Kevin Smith films? Would have become the guy that would, you know, fucking do Argo. Well, you know, we're, we didn't give him shit to do. Same thing like Jeremy Irons as, you know, Alfred and Batman v Superman.
0: It's like, you got the guy voice Scar. Great job. You didn't give him shit to do. How about, uh, how about, um, Scott Eastwood in this film? Literally gets a minute of screen time. Just really weird decisions on the part of the studio on on how to edit this film how, as i was saying to you i don't want to interrupt your your rant fest here I, that's about it. That's i mean, about I, it. mean
1: to, I mean everything you said i'm in basic agreement with because like you said this this film the editing and i didn't say it, the editing is terrible the reshoots do kind of affect cuz like i said you can totally see where fucking Robocop's hair changes. And it, it's very disjointing and very, like... Like, you're watching, like, a fucking, like, Italian B horror film, like, and then that was a shot I'm like, <laughs> within the past six months of the film.
0: <laughs> that was... <laughs> it's really, really noticeable in certain scenes. But like I
1: said, the acting is bland. The story is crap. Nothing happens. At the end of the day, nothing
0: is accomplished. You're telling me that you didn't care when all this, the members of the Suicide Squad banded together to help each other? To possibly
1: think. See, that's another thing that pisses me off, and I think, thank you for bringing that up. When you have RoboCop sitting there telling Will Smith that he's better than him because he's a fucking soldier, and he's just an assassin, and he'll cut and run because he he only does it for the money. And he'll cut and run as soon as they see trouble. Yet in the scene, it shows Will Smith doesn't cut and run and proves that he he can be brave too, and he's you know just on the level of RoboCop. And then what do you have happen in the next scene? Fucking RoboCop's questioning his integrity again, like oh you'll cut and run. And it's like he just showed that he wouldn't. You're supposed to have this like kind of character. A normal film would show would be like, man, yeah, I was wrong about you. I still don't trust you, but, you know, you showed something to me, and I'll keep that in mind. It's to build down the road, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that would end in being a better alternative, because I, I feel like this film would do it terribly, too. But at the same time, like, a script writing 101, that's the road, that's the Robert Frost road, that's the road that's more taken. Well, and, is- and, but, but at the same time, so you have him going, I don't, you know, you're cut and run. Uh, I just showed him, you, I went and, you know, I have integrity. Oh, you're going to cut and run! You're going to fucking leave!
0: Well, I mean, if there's one thing that you can say about Suicide Squad is that it doesn't follow Screenwriting 101. Basically, David Ayer rips up that manual and fucking does whatever he wants with it, and you can clearly see that it has no solid progression at all. Well, as we were saying, too, when you think about it,
1: which I did look up, by the way. Midway City, that is um, apparently... Because I, I, I don't know Midway City. Yeah. Which is where the film mainly takes place. That's where Hawk Girl and Hawkman are mainly from. Huh. So. Surprise, surprise. But, so when thinking about it, as we were saying, when all this shit's happening, this apparent fucking, you got this metahuman rampage going on there. Where is Batman? Now, granted, a lot of people say, well, Batman, the Justice League isn't banned yet, so Batman's just based in Gotham. He's only taking care of Gotham's problems, because that's what he cares about. But at the same time, you know, he after the after Batman vs Superman, when Superman's dead he, and he tells Wonder Woman, we need to find people who are like-minded like us to band together to fight against things that could possibly destroy Earth. You would think something like that would show up on Batman's radar, and he'd be like, I'm the Dark Knight. I gotta go... Instead of, you know, stopping this rapist tonight in Gotham, I gotta go down to fucking Midway City to try and fucking destroy whatever the hell's taking that out. You, you would, or, you know, you would think somebody else would be on the case. If not Batman, somebody else might be on the case. Yeah, anybody. Anybody else. But, no, but I I, I can see people saying, well, the Twisted League's not formed yet. Batman's just based in Gotham, and... Barry Allen the Flash is just in Central City, but it's, like, you'd think, like... Especially, like, Batman's technology and the the fact that he wants... After this film ends, he's like, you know, I want this information on metahuman so I can form the Justice League. You'd think he'd be like, oh, shit's going down there. Here, I have an armored suit that took out fucking Superman. I'll get my ass down there and, you know, try to make sure... That, you know... Because it wasn't like... In the beginning of Batman being Superman, he was... Don't cry for me, Argentina, about fucking Gotham. No, it's because Metropolis was getting destroyed by Superman Zod. So it's not like Gotham's the only thing he cares about. It was Metropolis is was also getting destroyed. So he cared about that too. So you think if he saw like another American city getting weighed laced by a metahuman, he may, might be like, alright!
0: Alfred, I'm gonna be out late tonight. Cue <laughs> my jet. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't get that. I don't get why in the beginning Batman wouldn't just be like Amanda, this is a fucking stupid idea, that you're assembling a team of my, you know, my villains,
1: to... well, I, well, I mean, that just says but I mean, like, you're, no, you're right, you would think he you know, not just, I mean, because you gotta think he knew about it, because Batman knows about that kind of he shit. He does. I mean, it's not like when he, at the end of the film, where in the end credits, where he's talking to Waller that is, he like he just learned about it. I guarantee it, he probably... Would, Batman would know about that. Batman would be like, yeah, I knew you tried that whole Suicide Squad thing, or Team X, and eh, that's probably a stupid-ass idea, huh? don't you think? You know?
0: Well, it's not like the government keeps their secrets very well hidden, because they apparently have a, a binder that has all the top-secret information on it labeled on the side, top-secret. Not just a binder, a five-star binder. Five-star binder. And, you know, apparently... You know, in this age of Batman's encryption decryption technology, that's all it takes is to have a fucking binder. Well, maybe Waller's old school. She's like, I, I guess tr- so. She's like, I don't
1: trust computers. I'm going to carry this binder around. A, a binder break-day.
0: that Will Smith can read in seconds as Deadshot.
1: Yeah, because when uh, Robocop comes in, he's like, You
0: found out I was sleeping with uh,
1: Enchantress? Enchantress, and they're all like, Yep. And it's like, that binder looked pretty thick. You, yeah, it's
0: been it's been five while seconds. While you guys
1: were sitting there drinking fucking mojitos in that bar that was just conveniently locate uh, location where you decided to quit, uh, you got you got through that you know the, the briefing
0: pretty quick. I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing just fucking doesn't make sense. I don't know. So, was there anything that you actually liked about this film? Um. I like the five second, the five minutes.
1: uh, Affleck was in. Okay. As again, as I said, I do like Affleck as Batman. I like. I I think about it now, and I think if you had him as Batman in the Nolan films, it'd be even better. Because Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne doesn't work for me. Mm. He he's too he's too distant. I think Affleck has a nice balance between. Bruce Wayne, like, you know, being a believable Bruce Wayne and Batman.
0: It also doesn't help The Affleck's costume for Batman's fucking terrible, too. I do not like the Batman costume at all. The fact this.
1: they go with, like, that, the whole fucking Frank Miller Dark Knight Batman, like, you know, the, o- the over bloated, like, the bat that ate too much fucking tacos that night.
0: Like, I you know, agree.
1: that the, the really fat bat. I, I agree. I, I, but- I, I totally hate
0: that logo. That, to me, just like, because it, they want Ben Affleck to look ripped. And instead, he looks like just huge, bloated. He's, I hate the Batman. I, 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 He's so
1: big. I expect him to like lift, like in the next film, like lift the Joker up and it'll be like Brock Lesnar and give him like an F five, like taking you to hell. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: but, I, I but, hate the Batman. But
1: I mean, as I said, he's not in this film a lot. But the few seconds, he's, the few minutes he's in, I think he does well. And I, and I do. I honestly, I hope. I'm not optimistic. But I hope when the new Batman film comes out, when it finally does, or at least if if, it's, if that doesn't come out before Justice League, at least by the time they get to Justice League, DC and Snyder will ha- and Warner Brothers will all have their chickens in a row and get that shit right. Because, again, I think Affleck works as Batman. I think he he looks the part. I think as Batman, he, do, he does well. He is intimidating. And as Bruce Wayne, he can play the playboy very well. I, th- I think that the fact of the matter is they haven't given him fuck all to do. And that's what's annoying. Because I, as I said, who would have thought at the end of the day, well, when a lot of people saw Batman v Superman, and they were like us who saw it, and probably went into going, like, you chose Affleck as Batman? That's going to be fucking terrible. And, like, and by the end, of like,
0: yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's the best part of it.
1: Yeah, by a mile. You never would have thought that, and it's it's kind of like with um when Tim Burton casted Michael Keaton. Who the fuck would have thought Michael Keaton would have been a great Batman? Lo and behold, he was. So I and I that's why I, I do hope when they get to like the Batman film and the Justice League, they get all their shit together. But at the same time, I'm not optimistic for it because I think the direction is so piss poor and the writing so piss poor that it's just going to lead to more shit. I, what I also like about the film is, again, I do think Jared Leto's Joker works in parts. I think...
0: They need better writing for him. Yeah, I
1: think his sadisticness is works. I don't like his design. I don't no. like the whole... He's got tattoos to be like, more like a modern
0: gangbanger. I mean, yeah, like Zeph culture. That I
1: mean, that that's just stupid. He's the Joker, for God's sake. He doesn't have to fucking have tattoos. Like, no, I didn't yeah. I
0: didn't like the entire sequence where he's in the strip club. Yeah, I mean that's horrible. like horrible.
1: Yeah, it's just like you're make, like as you said, you're making him look like a fucking pimp.
0: Kissing like, a ring? Yeah. Like ha <laughs> ha no. I, I
1: think if given the I ring- like
0: I like the, the uh smile tattoo. Mm-hmm. I like that touch. I wish they had downplayed those other aspects of the Joker. And just had those kind of psychotic tendencies, like where he he puts his joke his smile tattoo yeah. up to people's faces and stuff like that. Rather than having him be basically a pimp who also has a criminal enterprise. And yeah, he's yeah. lovey dovey yeah, I, horror. I, I, that was that was horrible. I don't like that aspect of the Joker, but I feel like if they made a like a reversal of how the Joker acts in the next films, then Jared Leto could work. I I no, I agree. I think he could be
1: very I think he could he could portray the role very well. I don't know if you'd ever top.
0: You know, Heath Ledger.
1: he I mean, Heath's not my favorite. I, as far as films go, I do think Heath is still the gold standard. I, I mean, overall, to me, I think Mark Hamill encapsulates the Joker the best. Because he's. And even in like, the anime series where they couldn't kill people, he is murderous and psychotic, but he's still humorous and has pun. And at work, he. he works both of those angles so well whereas Heath is you know yeah he's psychotic he has a few funny one-liners but he's made he's grounded more in reality He is psychotic this one's trying to be making him more human and you don't really want that because the joker's not supposed to be human right and and so i think if given a better script i think leto could do a lot better I think he is menacing. I think he does have like the right laugh and the right like kind of psychotic tendencies. I think he, the direction and the writing he was given is just so shitty. It, he did the best what with what he could. And it's it's underwhelming. Um, Other than that, and, and like as I said, the Amanda Waller um, I thought was well was very well done. Other than that, the, the rest the rest of this film can go fuck itself. Again, unlike like and uh, people are going to be bitching about com- comparing to like the Marvel films, but like un- unlike Ave- the Avenger films, this is a team-based film. Yeah, they only focus on two members. And that and you get no real backstory and even the backstory that you're giving is shit. We even talk about like, Katana.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, that's because the film doesn't focus on RoboCop's
1: Katana. bodyguard. She's not a villain, she's just, she kills she villains just happens to be there. She's there because she's flag, uh, RoboCop's bodyguard. That's the, so she's there to protect RoboCop from the Suicide Squad. But at the same point, you didn't need her fucking to be there. If the whole point is, well, she's there to protect RoboCop from the Suicide Squad, but they have bombs in their neck. So if they, you know, Amanda Waller doesn't like what they're doing, she can just blow them up on a whim. She doesn't fucking need to be there. No, she doesn't need to be there. I but,
0: don't even understand how she becomes. So ingrained in the government's, like, stuff. I don't know. Maybe they
1: saw her killing a bunch of fucking Yakuza bosses and they're like, oh, we need her on our side. Because she's fighting against criminality. The way
0: they they even characterize Katana at all, which is very... Minimal, anyway. But she's basically a stereotypical Asian woman. Yeah, very, like, it's like, like, rhodi Kenshin. Yeah, who has, has skills with a sword and talks to her sword because apparently it traps souls. But all we know is what the film tells us about her. I was, I was seeing that, um, apparently in the next, uh,
1: Katana wants, uh, the actress that played Katana wants, like, another Suicide Squad film or maybe her own possible film to possibly dive more into her backstory. You think? Okay, but, and I was like, yeah, you think? They didn't, they didn't say shit. She just shows up halfway through the film and, there's, you know, that's it. And they don't give her shit to do, except maybe every now and then an action scene. Like,
0: yeah, you swing your sword here. Yeah, like Slice, you Lego, slice Legos.
1: You know, I was thinking, uh, she's like Goemon from Lupin.
0: Just yeah, cut
1: this, what, please. Yeah. What's what's on's purpose in Lupin? He always oh, just there, to, like randomly show up. Like, oh, I'll use my sword to cut this. Oh, I'll cut something useless yet again, then leaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what she does. It's it's a hor- It's horrible. It's just it doesn't make any sense why they would have her in this film and waste that character. It just it. But that's I mean that's the whole thing with all of these characters. Really, everybody is like that in Suicide Squad. I can't. Uh it just it it pains me to think about because this film just goes off the rails so quickly. Just so just minutes into the film, you can already tell like this is off the rails already. This is not going you know and I was hoping this is gonna come back. I was hoping, you know well, right now it's not so good, but hopefully, you know, about an hour in or so it really finds itself. It finds a way to figure out what it's doing. But it doesn't. It just doesn't. And it's painful. And honestly, I had... I would say I had zero fun with this film. I None. None whatsoever. Was just regretting my ticket purchase. Honestly. The whole time. Wish I would bought a coffee instead. <laughs> just... I... I don't know. It just is so hard to see this film face plant so bad I, I can't even I can't I can see I can see how people may like it people may be over, able to overlook and just say the action's pretty cool but it's not I I can can see how people may say that. It's bland. There's nothing extraordinary about any of the action that happens in this film. It's not, I know. And I don't want to say that people who like this film are wrong. I hate when people say that. Like, you like a film, you're wrong. At the same time, it is hard to find any redeeming qualities about Suicide Squad. You're looking back, like I said, like if Batman be Superman, man, Jesse Eisenberg's a fucking, you know... Give him the the Golden Globe and Academy for his performance compared to what happened in this film. It's just... There's just nothing redeeming about it. I don't see how people can say... Can defend Suicide Squad for being a solid DC film. Especially when they're fans of other DC comics and stuff like that. I just don't see it. Why are you defending this piece of shit? Because... Do you want more of this in the future? I highly doubt that. I just don't see it. I, w- I would, almost wish right
1: now that they, w- I would wish right now they would abort, like somebody at Warner Bros. Just pull the plug on like this reboot, and then well, th- and, and and as much as it pains me because I don't like to see reboots like within like a couple of years after, but it's like we failed at this. We failed at this m- m- reboot. We gotta start from scratch. And I don't like saying... Again, like I said, I don't like saying that because I don't want to see films rebooted every couple of years because the first few aren't that good and they constantly have to reboot it to try to get it right. Like with the Spider-Man films. so Or the Hulk films. But in this case, I almost would like to. Just like reboot it. Start start over. Start with a new Batman film. have Keep Affleck on. Because at least he's good. But change you know, change what, you know, like, like you said, like, are, who are they not pulling in from the DC writing staff to help with this? Why has Bruce Tim never been, like, why, like, why have they not thrown him enough money in, like, the world to, like, write a script for a fucking Hollywood film? Like, hey, Bruce, your fucking animated series with the Batman, Superman, Justice League seasons... Did fucking phenomenal. People love them and revere them. Here's twenty million dollars. Write us something that's gonna make us a billion dollars. Yeah. You think you would turn that down? I don't think so. I I think anybody would be pretty hard pressed to turn such an offer down. So I, I, I think it's like why aren't you getting DC's best to help with you? Are they oh oh this guy's too busy stuck working on fucking silver sapphire new fifty two right now. Sorry. Can't help you with the, the writing on that,
0: you yeah. know. Well, I think the biggest problem is that these films, even though they're getting just decimated, critically panned, they're still pulling in tons of money. And so at that point, you have producers who are saying, well, this shit is making fucking money.
1: Yeah, but it's going to make money anyway. How, I mean, even if you could... This thing could be... Well, even... that's the point, though, I is know, that but... they don't
0: need to pay those big bucks to make the money. They can... They can continue on this road no, and that's I, mediocre no, I under, and still... I,
1: I understand that, but your your payoff would be, like, you would actually end up with a film... Do you think when... I mean, I would have a hard time thinking if the films this way continue the way they are, Justice League is not going to be Avengers. It might have a good opening box office weekend like this film did, but it's going to tail off. And I guarantee it with this film, it's going to tail off. Yeah. And it's going to tail off Hard. Like, so when the event, when Justice League comes out, if it's still like this, yeah, it'll get a high box, uh, box office that opening weekend. Like, it broke records, but then it's going to plummet. It's not going to sustain like Avengers did because people are going to be wow, uh, we
0: waited 60 years for a fucking Justice League film and this is what we got? Well, I'd be really interested to see how Batman v Superman did, you know, throughout its entire run, and then how Suicide Squad did to see if our people—is it starting to tail off already? Like, is Suicide Squad not making as much money as Batman v Superman? Well, it should, did? It. should it? If you right, exactly. If you think about it, it shouldn't. because
1: if you think about Batman v Superman, should have I made mean, a shit ton of money. It should have broke several. Like again, who doesn't want to see
0: Batman versus Superman? At the same time, though, if that film did a good job of keeping fans interested in the film franchise then they would say, well now I've got to see, I've got to see all of what DC Comics is putting out for their films series. Because Batman vs. Superman was so good, now I've got to see all the rest of them. You would think that, so, yes, you would think Batman vs. Superman as a first film would do really well, but then if, if it maintained its fan base, Suicide Squad would also do around that well. Now, I would be interested to see if there was a huge drop-off between Batman v Superman and then Suicide Squad because that would indicate that this is a flagging franchise already. After only two films, you're losing a large chunk of your fan base because they're not interested in what you're putting out there. So, that would be very interesting, and we won't know that until Suicide Squad gets further into its release. Um, But that's going to be a very telling You know, it's almost like an omen. Like, you know, we can't continue down this path because we're clearly, you know, hemorrhaging money as we go along because people just are not interested in it. You would think people seeing Suicide Squad like us were saying, don't go see this piece of shit. You don't want to spend your money on this film. It's not good. It's not enjoyable. I, sitting through it, did not enjoy it. You don't want... I would never recommend somebody to go out to a film to see it when I know they're not going to enjoy it. I find it. it.
1: I do find it like disconcerting. Like this film made more than Ghostbusters. Right.
0: And Ghostbusters I, is probably not getting a sequel because I know because it's people are already in
1: debt because you because because YouTube people like were like, rape my childhood and this is awful and it's like if you saw the film it had in five minutes. Three funnier lines than this film did. Right, and that's the problem. Is that and and, and again, I don't even think Ghost. I mean, I gave it a high, like a high, like a seven out of ten, I think, in the podcast. I might bump it down now to like a six out of ten, like out of, out of reflection. But even still, I would not give Suicide Squad even close to a six out of ten. So I just find it like remarkable that people who just saw the trailer for Ghost was like, "This is shit. Fuck this movie." Just, like you know, we want a real Ghostbusters street. Like, do you really want to see a seventy-year-old Bill Murray in a Ghostbusters film? Yeah, I, I can tell you right now, you don't. But the thing is, you, like, you, you don't. And, and then with this film, it's like you would probably if you're like a fa- because most of the people who are a fan of Ghostbusters, I guarantee, are probably a fan of comic books too, right? Uh, it's uh, you know, they're both pretty niche, you know, genres. If you like one, you probably like the other. I don't really find somebody who would like Ghostbusters
0: probably be like oh, I don't like superheroes. So I mean, my biggest issue with this is that the DC fans are touting this film. They're they're getting pissed off at people who, who don't I, like I it. I haven't really. I read... have though. I, have I, seen it. I haven't read
1: comments yet yeah. from people. So I don't read know. Comments. But I, I would find a, I would I, yeah, I would love for you to show me these comments because.
0: I would have a hard time seeing anybody be like, no, you're wrong. Yes, that's the problem, though, is that they're defending Suicide Squad. But it's like, do you really want to see this going in the same path? Even if you're a huge fan of DC, even if you, you know, you love the franchise, did you really like Suicide Squad to the point where you want to see it continue like this? I don't. I do not want to see a Joker film. That is like Suicide Squad because I'm gonna be out. I'm I'm. That's not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna be interested in that whatsoever. I'm not interested in. I I can say now. I'm not interested in Wonder Woman. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm Not interested I, I'm, in Justice League. I don't feel like they can do it any justice. I mean, I, I <laughs> Justice League Justice. Sorry. No, I agree. I
1: with uh, after this film and Batman v Superman: Man of Steel, I have no, I have no interest in seeing Wonder Woman. I will go see it, but I, like I will probably sit there being like, I have, I don't fucking care, and same in the Justice League. It's like I don't want to see it, but at the same time, I will. It's like they already have my money because it's like I've been waiting forever for a Justice League film. I know by the end of that, and this is probably like you're skewing your bias already, which I am. But it's like this, this film is gonna be shit.
0: What about Man of Steel 2, which they did announce the other day?
1: When's that coming out?
0: I don't know. They, I don't know if they said the date, but they did say that they're in production for Man of Steel 2. Well, I mean, Superman is coming back, so.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, if you have
0: just, Justice League film without Superman, it's kind of not really a Justice League film. So what would you give Suicide Squad if you had to rate it out of uh, 10 uh, baseball bats? Three. It gets into your three range, huh? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say three as well. I've seen, I have seen worse films. Obviously, it's got a big budget, so it doesn't skimp on. But
1: it's not. It's not like this isn't a bad where it's like oh you can find good and like it's no. like, like a troll two where it's like that gets, like that's a bad film. That's a five out of ten though because this is why I, like, I enjoy yeah. the film. 1st you're not going to even
0: find good out of that bad. It's.
1: It's painful. It's painful to watch. And as I said, this film is redundant. You didn't need it. You could have just done Wonder Woman next, done like a Flash film, done the Batman film, and then done Justice League, or whatever the hell they were, are planning on. You you don't have to have this film. If the all this film's only purpose is to serve that Jared Leto's going to be the Joker now, and Batman is going to keep the Suicide Squad under wraps, so he can learn more about metahumans to find so he can form the Justice League. And that's it. And you didn't need this movie for that. Yeah. You didn't need it at all. Because I, I guarantee you, down the road, when these, like, the future, like, Wonder Woman and Batman, are we gonna see Killer Croc? Are we gonna see El Diablo? Or the Ghost of El Diablo? And fucking Captain Boomerang? Probably not. <laughs> so, it's yeah. like, a Enchantress, so it's
0: like, what's the point, you know? yeah. I would agree, three out of ten. I give that a as well. It's just not a good film. Um, I would really be interested in hearing from people who do think it is a good film because I, I, I legitimately want to hear what you have to say about it. And to why be fair, and, and as I was telling you, saying
1: if when the extended cut comes out, it explain things is not a legitimate answer. Because with, like, Batman v. Superman, you had a lot of people when it first came out, like, oh, they cut out a bunch of stuff that made the film make sense, blah, blah, blah. The film is already two and a half fucking hours long. They cut out, like, 45 to 30 minutes of content. Like, oh, it makes the film so much better. That film is dry as shit to begin with. So if adding that shit on to make it a three-hour film is somehow going to make it better. I have a very hard time believing. Because that's, that's asking, like, well, we're turning this film into The Godfather or the, or the Good and the Bad and the Ugly. It's all of a sudden a three-hour fucking film long. And I have a very hard time believing by them tacking on 30 minutes of film that wasn't in the film to begin with that was already a bo- uh, boring, dull film is going to make it interesting.
0: Yeah. I would honestly like to see a different cut of Suicide Squad because I can't imagine that it's any worse than this. Like, I what, even... was the, what were the original... Cuts before the reshoot. I don't. I
1: don't even know. I think they probably had the same. I. I think. I don't think they had a, a jointed cut when this they were cut. They probably didn't have any like interest in making a fluid cut of this film where things just made flew, flowed and made sense. I, I think know. they just had ideas for set pieces and then they just said, "This just sh- shove them together." I, I honestly don't think you could cut this film any other way and make it more entertaining or more interesting. Unless I think... there's a
0: ton of footage that we haven't seen, which there is. I mean, they released some footage that we didn't get to see in this film. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's other footage that we're not seeing, I want to see it cut together the way they first had it before the reshoots because it can't be worse than what we got now.
1: Well, if it wasn't to add funnier scenes and it was to add... Um as the cats and boomerangs actor said, uh, but it was to add more action, then that cut, that original cut's gonna be even fucking drier. (laughs) Because it's gonna be more of them standing and pissing and moaning in the rain about, like, how... How the government shit on them. Yeah, Yeah." you're lying to us. Uh,
0: Yeah. So, don't see Suicide Squad... Stay home and watch some other thing that you have.
1: Watch the just the Bruce Tim cartoon for God's well, sake. Yeah,
0: watch the Batman animated series or something like that and relive your childhood if you were around at that time or relive whatever whenever that time period was in your life. Maybe you were doing some L S D. Who knows? <laughs> or better yet, watch the Adam West Batman. There you go. I love the Adam West Batman. I I enjoy it for its campy glory. Or watch Voltron on Netflix right now.
1: Oh, we'll draw a line
0: now. They rebooted it for a Netflix instant film. Or, a, not film, but television series. Oh, wow. So, watch that. But don't go see Suicide Squad. It's a waste of your money. Really, honestly, truly. Go we see ghost- bu- to you. Go see Ghostbusters instead. We're not lying to you. I love Batman, I love the DC universe. Just you, not this one. You sound so forced. You sound, I love this. I do though. I do. I love the oh. DC universe. I do love Batman. I love uh, you know the characters in Batman, but just not in this style. Not not how it's done in Suicide Squad at all. And it really makes you just exhausted.
1: Would it be a nice little cameo for like the psychologist for them? They had Hugo Strange. Yeah. That would have been, like, a great little cameo. Just, like, have you like, the one, like, analyzing all the Suicide Squad members. Just, like, oh, it's it's Hugo Strange. Yeah. I mean, it would have that, made, at least it would, that have, would have had, been had like, some thought to see, it. See, that would have been a fun little, like, you know, like, yeah. like little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like, yeah. hey, Hugh, who goes to the range, you know?
0: Yeah, at least that had some thought to it. But this, just, whew. It's exhausting. It's an exhausting experience. Worse than Batman v Superman. Worse.
1: It makes that look like so
0: much better. It does, yeah. <laughs> and you can sad. watch it now and you'd be like, wow, at least this isn't Suicide Squad. I mean, it's boring
1: as hell and thirty minutes longer, but I mean Yeah. At least stuff
0: happens. At least yeah. they're crying about their mother's name, Martha. Agreed. Alright. We're gonna end this uh, Suicide Squad podcast after we've bitched and moaned about it for so long. Uh, thank you for listening to us. You know, we should do a good comic book movie. We did, sort of. We did Civil War. It's pretty good. I think we should do a better one. Like what? Dread. Like what? Oh, Dread? Can do that. I love that movie. Next. Not one. Judge Dread, but Dread. Just
1: Dread, yeah. <laughs> no, Judge Dread does have its own, mar- its own beautiful marriage with Sylvester Stallone. That, that... As I, the internet has
0: parodied so many times, but next week I think we're gonna return to the Jeff Goldblum camp one more time. We're gonna do that, finish off the real Jeff Goldblum month. It's
1: it's the year.
0: It's the, I it's guess like, so. It's like a like Chinese year. It's the year of Goldblum. I guess so. Um, then. Ooh we are going to figure out what we're doing next. I don't know.
1: Well, we'll probably do just a few random things before, probably. before we buckle down for Halloween. Which That's we have, right, yeah. We do have a few ideas for Halloween. One of the ones I pitched for a uh, month of October would be the Saw films. Yep. Because uh, I've never seen any of the Saw films. And as you said, they're coming out with a new one. Might be time to... We could do them all. We do them all. It's a good idea. Or, we may do that. you know, the new Blair Witch films coming That's out. That's true. I
0: mean... Who doesn't want to see another fucking Blair Witch film? I think it'll be better than, uh, like the Blair Witch 2. So. Halloween is coming fast, so. It's got to be better than the Paranormal Activity films. That's true. Because those are terrible. Uh, I've only seen the first two, but. Um, thank you for listening to our, our podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope to be back next time. Uh with a review of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I'll say it right now. Jeff Goldblum film. And uh, hope that's uh, that's just been released by Scream Factory not too long ago, so we'll be covering that one. Um, you can always catch us on uh, iTunes, Blood and Black Rum Podcast on there. Just search for us. Please subscribe and review because that helps us get noticed. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Um, that you can subscribe to, and that's where we post our, our uh, episodes first. So it's the first place you can catch us. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Um, please like and and you know talk to us on there. We really appreciate the commentary. I'm on Twitter, Ryan R Y N E T M I A D W. We did have uh, a fan uh, tweet me about how much they enjoyed our jeff goldblum month so thank you for that and uh, we really appreciate any feedback that you have for us um also we uh, have an email address as well blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com uh please send us your suggestions for any um films that you want us to cover let us know what you thought of suicide squad if you really enjoyed it please tell us how you enjoyed it so we can watch it in that fashion so that we can or at actually... Or at least try to understand... Yeah. Why. Why some people are really, really, really gung-ho about emphasizing how good Suicide Squad is. We really want to know. Honestly, I really I really do want to see other people's perspectives on why they enjoyed this film, because I just clearly did not enjoy it. So, um, again, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Episode 34, Blood and Black Run podcast. And, uh... You know, for the Blood and Black Rum podcast, I'm Ryan, and uh, I'm speaking for Martin, and we're signing off for this, this week. Take care, y'all. Have a good night.